Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 294, recorded live on Sunday, February 10th, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who's in between curling for me, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who's going to be interrupting Big Ten basketball for Dave, Andy Lowe. Hi. I mean, not that I'm really watching Big Ten basketball. I'm watching curling, I'm telling you. Well, watching and then playing curling. Playing curling. You have a, a match later today? What, what is it called? It's not a match. Yeah, it's a, it's a match. It's a, there isn't like some special word for a curling game? No. Okay. I mean, they have special words for everything else involving the sport. I figured there would be a special word for the name as well. No, it's a, it's a curling match. Okay. If you had a collection of matches, then it's a bonspiel. There we go. But that's basically a special word for uh, a tournament. I rest my case. <laughs> and a, uh, a match is made up of ends, and each team is called a rink. So yes, there are crazy words for everything else, but it's still just... A match. A curly match. A game. Yes. I rest my case. But yeah, the uh, national women's and men's national championships is going on this week. Okay. Is this another one of those, like, the winners will go on to the Winter Olympics? Probably not, because the Winter Olympics are pretty far away. I'm not sure if it's this year or if it's next year. But yeah, this is the precursor for going to the Olympics. I'm not sure if it's they do it the year before or the year of that they send to the national oh. to the Olympics. But still, this is this is the precursor to the Olympics for the United States. Okay. Which is funny because the men have to do some sort of preliminary regionals sort of thing to qualify for nationals. The women just show up? Yeah. Are there just that few women curlers? Yes. Yes, there are. Okay. Sucks to be you. Good to be Kate. Except yeah. Kate doesn't curl. Yes. Okay. That's all I've got on that. Yeah. Big Ten basketball has been pretty interesting, though. God, last night. Oh, that was ridiculous. Last night being the Michigan-Wisconsin game, I'm guessing? Yes. See, I don't actually pay much attention to this stuff. You see, I don't Uh, pay much attention until uh, February because next month is March. Nothing matters until February. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Michigan's still doing pretty good. They won't be top three. They probably won't even be top five. But they're still nope. doing pretty good from just inside midcourt. Yeah, just inside midcourt to tie the game and then oh, a three-pointer to win so in overtime. Overtime is sudden death? No. It's, no? It's a full period, isn't it? Yes. Well, it's a, I think it's a shortened period. Okay. But still, it's a period. Well, technically wow. a quarter. Or no, wait, college is halves. College is halves. Pros are quarters. Yes. Okay. So, should we talk about something that's, you know, remotely geeky? I mean, sports is geeky, Andy. First off, curling is definitely geeky. What, an obscure Scottish the- sport, winter sport from the yeah. 1400s? Yeah. Well, was- soon enough, geeks will be playing golf. Actually, I know a lot of geeks who do play golf. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, Scottish sports, evidently very geeky. No, sports in general, we, we've discussed this. We've discussed this many times. They are geeky, and they are becoming more and more so. Just look at how fruitful Madden is every yes, single that's year. <laughs> that's, that's jocks. I was, I was not going in that direction. Oh. I was going in the direction of nerds are becoming more comfortable with things that are not necessarily their domain. True, and the fact that there's a, the amount of science that's going into sports now is yep. ridiculous. Granted, yep. some of it should be done, i.e. 
having medical professionals and physical engineers like study concussions and how to protect people from that sort of injury and how to prevent them and yeah yeah but it's just the the new types of materials that are being invented for different sports sports. yep okay so there is some geekiness to sports right now things that we and and we can't even say that this isn't stuff that we typically don't talk about on the show we usually talk about sports every so often here because we are american males Sure. Also, we both just enjoy various sports. True. It's a common interest. It's something we can talk about and start the show on. Very true. So what did you have in mind besides sports, Andy? Since none of our topics actually have to deal with sports. No, none of them do actually, do they? Not a one. Um, well, we could talk about the uh, asteroid that's going to pass by us in a couple days. Sure. How close? Inside geosynchronous orbit. Ooh. Um... Okay, that's getting kind of close. Yeah. In the in the words of Bill Nye, it's going to miss us by 15 minutes. Like if it had been delayed 15 minutes? Yes. If it had been 15 minutes behind where it's currently located, the Earth would have moved around into, its orbit 15 more minutes and therefore it would have nailed us. Now, are are we sure he's talking about 15 minutes of time or is he talking about 15 minutes of measurement? No, he's talking about 15 minutes of time. Okay, because a minute actually is a measurement of an angle. Yes, I know. Okay, just making sure. Which, it's almost like an old way of thinking of it now, because everything now, well, does with decimal points almost now, because we have calculators that can handle that sort of stuff. Yes, but it's still degrees. Yes, I know, degrees and minutes and seconds of an angle, yes. But he was talking about 15 minutes of time. Okay, temporally, 15 minutes. If yeah, if the Earth was 15 minutes farther around its orbit than it is, would have smacked us right in the face. Okay, but I mean, how big is it? Um, it's, would it have done damage? It's about the size of the um, the meteor crater in Arizona. That's pretty big. Yeah. Like, it's the size of the crater, not the size of the thing that caused the crater? It might be the size of the thing that caused the crater. I haven't okay. checked. Okay. <laughs> There's a That's difference I, here, Andy. Yeah. There's a significant difference here. Let's see. Did I actually link an article that doesn't actually tell me the size of the asteroid? Oh, come on. This is – everybody wants to know the size. Which link is this, anyways? The 2012 DA-14? Yes. That's okay. what it's called. It's only 150 feet across. Okay, there you go. So it will cause, if it hits us, a crater the size of Meteor Crater in Arizona. Which, how big is that crater? And internet detective work, go! I love how they call it literally like Meteor Crater. It really makes it really easy to Google it. 43, no, that's how far it is from Flagstaff. That's not telling me much. Diameter, 0.73 miles in diameter. It's about a kilometer. Yeah. I have Google Maps open. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so yeah, it's that's how big a crater it would cause if it hit us. Yeah, it's about a kilometer across. Yeah. That wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, if it hit somewhere in Arizona, people wouldn't care. But if it hit somewhere, you know, like, like New York or it's anywhere Detroit, on the East Coast. Boston, that could be disastrous. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll grant you that. That could be terrible. Yes. So, yeah, that's going to happen. And we have no way of stopping it. Did we know it was coming? We've known for a couple of years now that it's coming. Let's see, when did they first discover it? Come on, Wikipedia. It was discovered February 23rd last year. So we had a year's warning or so. (laughs) 
So there's a measurement tool in Google Maps. I'm pretty sure it's from the lab, so you have to turn it on, where you pick two points on the map and it tells you how far it is. Yeah. And it has units. There's metric, English, and then there's a link for I'm feeling geeky. If you click Uh-oh. the I'm feeling geeky, you get a drop-down box, which has things like American football field, <laughs> angstroms, astronomical units, Babylonian cubits, uh, Egyptian old trade cubit, a foot, a gunter's chain, a gunter's link, an inch, a light year, a parsec, Olympic swimming pool, a smoot. I don't know what a smoot is. I don't know either. What is a smoot? I don't... Is a non-standard unit of length created as part of an MIT fraternity prank. Oh, jeez. was used by his fraternity brothers to measure the length of the bridge. <laughs> so it was the, the size of this guy, Oliver Smoot. Wow. Oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that happens. You know your geeky win. I walked 243 smoots. All right, Pledge. This is what we want you to do. We're using you as a ruler. <laughs> Poor guy. What type of hazing is that? We're going to use you as MIT, a MIT, what do you expect? I don't know, for them to put more things on top of buildings? Mm, oh, MIT, putting things on top of buildings. <laughs> Like it's going out of style. So what else we got going on? Uh, let's see. Topics. Oh, hey, how about this? Dave was more or less right. Okay. On what? February 20th of yes. this year, Sony will be announcing their plans for the PlayStation 4. Now, haven't officially said that. They have officially said, hey, we're doing something on February 20th. About PlayStation. About PlayStation. And all the Japanese papers are reporting that it's supposed to be about the PS4. And the Wall Street Journal. Because, you know, that's a trusted news source in technology. I don't know. They, they do have Walt. Walt Mossberg. Shut up. <laughs> have you what? seen Walt, Mo- Walt Moss Puppet? No. You've never seen Walt Moss Puppet? No. Oh, God. Oh, Andy. <laughs> you need to mark down that you need to go watch Walt Moss Puppet. I know he looks like a puppet. You need normally. to go write down that you have to read about Walt Moss Puppet. Okay. Or watch, not read, but watch Walt Moss Puppet. I'm going to come back to that note and go, what the frick? <laughs> what the hell is that? Walt Moss Puppet, what? So, do you think the... Uh, Price point of $400. That sounds about accurate for um, Sony. I mean, PS3 came out at 600 didn't it? Something ridiculous. So 400 for kind of the, the opening price point and then scaling up from there? I could see that. Okay, the PS3 was 500 and 600 mm-hmm. The Wii U is currently at 350 PS3 is at like 280 You can find deals for it at this point. Yeah, which now um, you probably shouldn't buy at the moment. Well, not when they're about to potentially release the PS4. And hopefully put a price drop on the PS3. Eh, don't know about that. It's already pretty cheap. I I, I actually don't expect to see a price drop. Do we expect to have the PS3 have the same lifetime cycle as the PS2? You mean that it'll go on for another eight years? Yes. Mm, don't know. Probably not. I think, yeah, I think the PS2 was just an anomaly in that respect. It wouldn't die. <laughs> it just kept on going and yep. going. I still have mine. Mine is in the basement. I have the frickin' internet, ether, the ethernet adapter for it, for goodness sakes. I had that and then sold it back. 
I didn't have any use for it. No, no, there wasn't much use for it at all. I, I used it to play a couple people yeah. in college yeah. Just, for football. You have a 360 if you want to play with other people. Well, now um, I don't now have you gold don't. anymore. So You can still do multiplayer, just not matchmaking. No. Right? No. No? You need no. gold to play any sort of multiplayer? I do believe so. Huh. Okay. So are you reading anything into PlayStation being 2002-2013? That is what? February 20th. Well, what, what did PlayStation launch anything in 2002? I don't know. No, because that was before. The PS2 had already been out, because that was back in 2001 when I bought mine. PlayStation 3 was in 2006. So yeah, there's. I don't see any correlation between the number 2002. Okay. Well, I'm just. That's the date. I know. So I, I don't know. So yeah, now we're just, everybody's going to speculate now for the next week and a half. Eh. The only thing that I'd, I'd be, I, I wouldn't be terribly surprised, but incredibly disappointed, is the protection on used games. I'm not looking forward to watching GameStop stock this week. Oh, it's already gone. It went down, I think, already. Uh, it went down on the 360s announcement that they were potentially doing something like that. But actually, if you look at it over the past year, it's still doing pretty good. Mm. It's at 26 bucks. True, it has gone up from what it was yep. a couple days ago. Yep. So it went down recently because the 360 successor, Durango, again was rumored to have uh, anti-used game measures implemented. What's the PS4? Orbis? It's basically the PS4 now. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, there, there's a difficulty with calling it the PS4. Which in, is? In Japan, 4 is actually kind of like a bad luck number. Oh. Similar to 13. True. So whether they want to actually call it the PS4, or maybe they'll do something funky like call it the, the PS4 in the U.S. and call it something else in Japan. Oh, like the uh, Super NES and the Super... Famicom. Famicom, yeah. I couldn't think of... it. Was, I thought it was something, but... Super Famicom. It's like it Super was Falcon. I'm like, no... Super Falcon! <laughs> super Falcon Punch! Falcon. No, you don't need a Super Falcon Punch. Falcon Punch was already enough to, like, explode a planet. Have you not seen that? No. There was an anime with Captain Falcon, and he does Falcon Punch, and it explodes a planet. Oh, jeez. Falcon Punch is friggin' powerful, man. Don't well, mess wasn't with there... Falcon Punch. There was a Star Wars book, I think it was by Anderson, who instead of making a Death Star to blow up planets, they made a smaller one that would, like, cause a sun to supernova or yeah, something? Yeah, the Sun Crusher. It was indestructible, too. Was that Anderson who wrote that one? Yeah, Kevin J. Anderson. It's the Jedi Academy trilogy. Oh, man, sometimes I marvel at what the hell is in my head. With uh, um, um, Kip, Kip Durant mm-hmm. and Door 83, Door 83, oh, something like that. Is a clone dude. Yeah. Like a species of clones. So anyway, speaking of used games, uh-huh. Valve got sued. For what? Um, in Germany by the Federation of German Consumer Organizations, which in German, the abbreviation is VZVB. Okay. For what? Because it prohibits Steam gamers from reselling their games. So it's hey, a classic. Hey, look at that. <laughs> used, used games on Steam again. Huh. Andy, we might need to just write an email to Gay Ben. And explain our Steam used game idea? Yeah. See, this is kind of silly, though, because they're suing in Germany for this. If you were Valve, what would you do? Just pull out of Germany? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, fine. <laughs> you go develop your own. 
knock yourself out. Just be like, we are not officially supporting this product in Germany. <laughs> Don't change anything. Just say you're not supporting the product in Germany. And see what happens. Well, I mean, so everyone's still going to use it. I don't know. You, maybe, I, I guess, don't take payment from anyone in Germany. Just be like, nope, you have a German address. We won't let you buy. <laughs> no, that's that's what a, a real like corporation would do. I'm not actually sure what Valve Like would do. EA? Yeah. That would be an EA move or an Activision move. I don't know what Valve would do. I don't know, but we really should just contact Gabe and let him know. Or anyone at Valve, since they can all suggest the change. Well, yeah, well, Gabe's been actually out in the spotlight recently. He has indeed. He just gave a keynote speech. He gave two keynote speeches. One with J.J. Abrams. It's, God, talk about it. They have like a little mini nerd off or something? Basically, yes, they did for the first part of it, because they were talking about what was wrong with each of the, uh, each of the other's Works. format of choice. For storytelling. <laughs> so Gabe showed a clip of Cloverfield, and he was like, in the mind of a gamer, instead of having the guy like sit there in camera and like scan this, in the mind of a gamer, he's like, put down the camera and frickin' run! <laughs> Don't stand there and film! Run away! <laughs> and then J.J. Abrams was talking about stuff with Half-Life 2, and he's like, just section where two people are talking together giving exposition and it shows a game clip of the guy just like sitting there with a gravity gun like picking up things and dropping them and moving around not really paying attention to the story that's actually happening in front of him and then once the exposition's done he drops a grenade in front of the two people and blows them up (laughs) (laughs) oh gamers so yeah they were having a little uh tit for tat for a while yeah but that was all planned yeah especially since you know they had clips already queued up yeah and didn't they basically finish that by saying that they wanted to collaborate on something? Yes, yes, they did. Val- Newell's, Gabe Newell said that this whole discussion is a replication of one he and Abrams have been having, and the pair said it's about time to stop talking about the intersection between storytellers and start doing something. To end that, Abrams said that he and Valve are working together to create either a Portal movie or Half-Life movie. Val- and they basically just dropped J. the mic J. and walked away. Is, like, J.J. Abrams now, like, the king movie geek? I don't know. Like, what happened to Whedon? He's got the Avengers. He ha- he's, he's already on the throne right now over at Marvel Studios. Yeah, except J.J. Abrams is, like, usurping it and cutting <laughs> away every foundation that there is. Star Wars? Star Trek? Valve? What's next? Is he going to get the rights for the Warcraft movie? No, but they actually talked about somebody in the news. I think it was last week when we weren't recording. Side note, I find it funny that we didn't record because of the Super Bowl, yet neither one of us watched the Super Bowl. Yeah. Who won? Uh, The Ravens. Yes. 49ers made a a comeback attempt. Yes. We could probably talk about the blackout of the Super Bowl. Oh. Because I was on the ice curling on Sunday, and I come up and I'm like, why is the game still on? Because there was was a half hour hour delay. Because the power went out in half the stadium. So silly. And Twitter exploded. I loved how Oreo, though, got a freaking ad up within that 35 minutes. Did you hear about that or no? No. Oreo posted on their Twitter account, like, minutes after the blackout happened. It was just an ad of an Oreo, and, like, half the screen was dark. And at the bottom it says, you can still dunk in the dark. Oh. And it just exploded on Twitter, and everybody's like... Did they plan this? What? How did they get it so quickly? Because <laughs> they have a marketing division. 
Well, and they, they people? and Oreo basically told the marketing division later in stories that were like, "How did this happen?" They told their marketing division, "You guys can just have free reign. Yeah, go and do what you need to do." And so. Was it this a, a, a TV commercial that they posted? No, this was on Twitter. They just posted just on an, Twitter. A, a Twitter link to an image that said, you can dunk in the dark. Okay. And since everybody was on Twitter talking about it, it's like, hey, well, this thought. is funny. Retweet. And it exploded. Wow. Did you hear anything about the commercials? Nope. No. Didn't watch them. Did you? I watched some of them. Cause Any good ones? There wasn't, I should probably look at the Budweiser ones. Those are usually pretty good. Oh, the Budweiser one was the tugging at your heartstrings because they oh, had a oh. they had a baby Clydesdale that was born and a oh, trainer. No, don't no, don't do that. <laughs> All right, I'll go watch that one. Let me write that down somewhere. I think they they named the because there was actually a contest because the baby Clydesdale was actually born like six days before the commercial was filmed, and so they needed to name it. And I think the after the commercial, I think it, the vote was to name it like Hope or something like that. Oh, Budweiser, Clydesdale. Okay, uh, the War, the Warcraft movie is going to be directed by Duncan Jones. Well, had, not necessarily. I mean, he's got the rights to it. No, he. The Legendary Pictures has the rights yeah. to the Warcraft movie. And they want him to direct. And they announce that he will be directing. Okay. When they actually start shooting, then I'll believe it. Yes, but currently he is the director of choice. Until J.J. Abrams walks in. <laughs> how does he do that like how does he get star trek star wars and now a deal with valve i don't know i do not see how this works well not only that but now he's got the spin-off movies as well indeed well is he actually directing those or is disney just announcing them mm. so I'm disney not... is is taking the characters of star wars and they're planning origin movies in the same way that avengers had uh, Iron Man and Captain America and Thor, they are going to do like a Han Solo movie and a Boba Fett movie. I don't know what to think about that. I want to see a Han Solo movie. I've read the Han Solo books. They could actually be a pretty cool movie if they stick to the books. The downside is going to be if J.J. Abrams or Disney decides to kind of step away from the existing expanded universe. The Han Solo books are actually really cool because you see his transformation. You see that he wasn't I, he he was never really this terrible, terrible guy that he's portrayed as in the first movie. Although I guess it kind of takes away some of the redemption at the end of the first movie. Yeah, I can see that. You know, in the same way that having Greedo shoot first takes stuff away from it. Oh, stupid Lucas. God damn it, Hunt shot first. But I would be definitely interested in seeing either of those two movies. Yeah. Have you read uh, Scoundrels yet or no? Scoundrels? It's nope. the new Zahn book. No. It's kind of like uh, Han Solo, Chewbacca, and I think Lando and a couple other people are like, it's basically like a heist book set in the Star Wars universe. Really? Yes. And it's by Zond? Yeah, it's by Zond. Scoundrels is a novel written by Timothy Zond, released on January 1st, 2013. What? In an Ocean's Eleven type heist caper? Yeah. What? Yep. Wow. I want to see a movie of the, if if but, it's but it takes place before Empire. Han and and Lando hadn't talked before Empire since Han won the Millennium Falcon from him. Okay, so that doesn't make sense. Oh, Black Sun. Hmm. All right, so that part doesn't make sense cuz yeah, they don't they don't talk at all. Yeah, like the whole thing of going to Cloud City was that Lando was pissed at him and he knew it. No, well, maybe Lando gets pissed at him for something that happens in this book. I suppose. I don't know. It feels wrong. I don't know. But that would be interesting to see. Yep. 
at least they're not. I remember when this first came out this week, um, everybody was talking about a Yoda movie. And I almost don't want to see a Yoda movie. I, mean, I think Lucas originally told him that, like, Yoda was not going to have a backstory. Like, he was just always going to be a mythical figure. Yeah, he's, he's always this little hermit expert. There is some some description of like things that Yoda had to do in later books. Like that one of the reasons he settled on Dagobah was that there had been this other dark Jedi there and they fought. Oh yeah, and the the two of them canceled each other out. Well, Yoda won. I mean, that's but that's why the cave was there that was filled with all the dark force energy. This sounds more like DBZ than Star Wars. <laughs> Dark force energy. But anyway, yes. Oh, I am curious to see, though, if they can... If for some odd reason, the Avengers just seemed perfect for its own time. I'm not sure if you can create, if you can recreate. Recreate that. Yeah, it, it, Avengers kind of fell into place. Now, they, we'll, we'll see how the rest of... See, uh, what is it called? Phase 2? Yeah. We'll see how Phase 2 works out. Cause you, so Phase 2, we've got the Iron Man 3, Thor 2, Cap 2. Um... Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think Ant-Man, and then it's going to be Avengers 2. They're bringing in Hank Pym. That's supposedly what the plan is. Wake me when they get to Vision. Oh yeah, they also have the TV series too. Which TV series? Earth's Mightiest Heroes? Shields, the TV series that they're starting up too. They're starting a S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series? Yeah. Is Maria Hill in it? I don't know. She better be. She better be the friggin' director of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's a cool character. Which one is she? Maria Hill, Fury's assistant. Oh, you're talking about uh, Colby. Who? The, the character's actual, the actor's actual name. Okay. Colby Smothers, I think. I don't know. Kobe Smothers. There we go. Sorry, Col- Kobe Smulders. Kobe Smulders, as opposed to Colby Smothers. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Maria Hill is a really cool character. But anyway, Amazon Coins. Why is Amazon getting its own currency? Because of the App Store. Why is Amazon getting its own currency? I, that's, uh, I don't know. What's Jeff Bezos' email? <laughs> Why is Amazon, I, okay, Amazon's getting its own currency. For the App Store. Moving on. Yeah, because that worked out so well for Facebook. And anyone else who's tried it? Microsoft, Sony. Why? I, I don't know. Why? Okay. Luckily, you have until May. So you use you real know money that's not gonna... instead of fake money? Yes. That you've paid for with real money? Yes. Because you know that's not going to, you know, divide the market at all for Android. Oh, certainly not. Because that's the one thing I liked about the Android, the Android app stores for some of the apps that you don't have on Google Play. Yep. But so, this is just ridiculous. So, Andy. Yes. Are we going to get to start recording on Saturdays again? Not until August. Okay. But in August? Maybe. So the U.S. Postal Service is going to stop delivering Saturday mail. Well, that is if Congress doesn't have something to say about it. Granted, they haven't said anything about the Postal Service for a long time. Mm-hmm. Does Congress even still like take part in the, the operation of the post? I mean, they have to. They have oversight over it. But. Yeah, they have oversight over the Postal Service. Hence, the way that he's doing this is because of all this fiscal cliff and not agreeing on the budget and sort of stuff like that is the only way that the post office can actually do something. It's because under the current budget, fiscal, something, something, it, the federal government prevents the USPS from reducing delivery service. It's actually like stated in there that it must be six days a week. Okay. But the current funding measure expires in March. And if Congress can't agree on it, then the post office will be actually be able to do this. 
is this a good thing? I mean, in I, this day and age of instant communication, do we really need six-day-a-week mail? I'm saying that there's going to have to be a reorganization of the infrastructure of the post office for this to work. Really? Because Mondays, you're, it's ridiculous how much mail you get on Mondays compared to the rest of the week, and then because of the one day off on Sunday. You effectively get two days' worth of mail. Yes. And if you cut off Saturday mail, it's going to be ridiculous how much mail is going to show up on Mondays. It's going to be, a f- especially since because they said this in the announcement that the, the post office boxes are still going to get mail on Saturday. There's still going to be package delivery, and there's still going to be medicine delivery, which technically comes with the packages. So the, that specifically tells me that the infrastructure is still going to be running on its normal schedule. They're just going to stop mail delivery on Saturday. So it's all going to get dumped on to Monday. So maybe the better idea would be to not deliver on like Thursday. Yes, something during the middle of the week. Especially, okay, I could see this being fine for the summer. Summer, the mail volume is ridiculously low, but they're doing this in August, right before everything ramps up before the holiday season. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's the, the holiday season is the time where the post office finally goes, okay. Normally, we record on evaluated time. So if the, they timed out the route and it says, okay, the route's going to take you six hours. If you finish it in four, you get paid for six. If you finish it in eight, you get paid for six. During the holiday season, they kind of throw that out the window because they know it's going to take you extra time. Uh, extra time. So if this goes through in August, it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be like, okay, right when we actually need six days a week to handle the increased mail volume, cutting us down to five. So more of an adaptive model then. Yes. Maybe for the months of like September, October, November, December, you actually do five or you do six, maybe even seven day mail delivery. And then in the summer, you can cut it down to every other day. Yeah, every other day would be fine. Because that's normally happening. You get a bunch of mail on Monday and you get a little tiny amount on Tuesday. Yep. So, for most of us, though, this isn't really going to matter. I think, what mail do we seriously... I don't send mail. I think we like, still I, pay... I, I don't actually send mail. Send I, know we, I know we get our bank statement in the mail, because the way our bank is set up there, they can do the online statements. The only problem is they only the online company, our bank, only keeps the last six months, and then they just disappear into the ether. That seems silly. I know. It's like, okay, you don't have to worry about paper statements, but after six months... You lose all record. Yeah. That's silly. That's very silly, I know. Um, We get our power bill in the mail. Yeah, I get that electronically. I'll tell you, though, this last week, uh, I was sending at work an average of about 60 to 65 emails a day. Yeah, but that's emails. That doesn't matter. Andy? Yeah? If you work an eight-hour day... And you send 64 emails. How many emails per hour have you sent? Eight. So how many emails, how many minutes per email, roughly, are you spending? Let's see, 60 divided by eight, that's about seven minutes? Yeah, it, it's about seven and change. between seven or eight minutes. Yeah. All day. It's a lot of emails. It's a lot of email. My peak this week was 75 emails sent in one day. And they were meaningful emails. This was not like, oh, hey, how's it going? These were like tasks that had to get done. But most of those were internal, right? Oh, yeah. Almost. Okay, so that has nothing to do with mail delivery. No, I mean, actually, a fair number of them were sent out to customers. Okay. Yes, it's, it's... it has been proven that first-class mail, the volume is dropping. That is a given. Yeah. Packages are going up. That is also a given. So it's... I don't know. It, it, there needs to be some better organization of the postal service (laughs) excuse me or privatization oh yeah because that worked out really well in the countries that do that yeah well 
I mean, it has worked out well here so far. We have uh, FedEx and UPS and DHL. Not DHL anymore. Really? They closed? They do. I think they handle international deliveries now, but nothing uh, domestic. Oh, I was unaware of that. Although I suppose it's been a long time since I've seen a DHL truck. I think most of the DHL stuff domestically actually just gets given to the post office to be delivered. Where did they all go? Wait a minute. Oh, well, okay. So no more DHL. Um, on a quick note, WoW's subscription numbers have been dropping again. Surprise, surprise, as everyone gets tired of the pandas. Yep. What are they down to now, 9 million? 9.6 million. <gasps> oh, man, Activision's got to be panicking. <laughs> Oh my god, we're only at 9.6 million! What are we going to do? 13 bucks a month! Oh, never mind. (laughs) I'd like to point out Diablo is still also top-selling PC game. And we haven't reached the lowest before Mr. Pandera. Before Mist, it was 9.1. That was the lull. Then Mr. Pandera came out, went up to about 10. Now we're back down to 9.6. Yeah, they're doing fine. Let's just hope that Blizzard is working on Project Titan and that Activision is letting Blizzard work on Project Titan and not trying to mess with it. Um, there's more fallout from that CES, CBS, CNET dish fiasco. The, the jumper thing? Yeah, Hopper. Hopper. They called it the Hopper. Yes. Yeah, what's the fallout? Well, the fact was that CNET was actually technically in charge of the official CES Best in Show Awards. Oh, dear. Yeah, so the CES... <laughs> put out their best in-show title upon The Hopper. Uh-huh. And in that same announcement said, yeah, we're not going to let CNET do this anymore. We are concerned the new review policy will have a negative impact on our brand should we continue the awards relationship as currently constructed. <laughs> so, yeah, they literally said, yeah, we don't trust them anymore. So, bye-bye. Wow. Brilliant. Brilliant. I love it. Yeah, somebody at CES has probably hopefully got their head on a block somewhere. Be ridiculous if they, they probably don't though, unfortunately. No, no, that's wow. Idiots. Idiots all around. Why are they so stupid? So childish is what they are. No, speaking of childish. Uh oh. That's never a good thing, yes. No. Time Warner Cable. This was coming from somebody from uh, a Time Warner Cable subscriber. A few weeks ago, they emailed him to say that his basic rate internet service was being upgraded by 50% from 10 megabits per second to 15 okay. at no price increase. Oh, and that's kind of nice. His cable bill was lower, uh, 30% lower than the previous month. Okay. So it would drop from $45 down to $30. That sounds cool. <laughs> he couldn't figure out why. Well, it makes sense once you realize that he lives in Kansas City. Oh, this was to compete with the new boy on the market. Yep. What a surprise that... (laughs) Please don't leave us! Please don't leave us! Oh, for the love of God, don't leave! An unsolicited increase in speed and drop in price just because Google Fiber shows up? (laughs) Oh, God, Hmm. please don't leave us! Oh, (laughs) that's not surprising at all. Like, hey, we're going to uh, give you a faster connection and lower your price. Don't leave. Which makes me wonder now, like, if they're able to do that just, you know, because... Andy, they have a monopoly. Oh, jeez. How do you not know this? This is your field. Oh, I know that they have a monopoly. Perfectly understandable, but it is... It seems so silly. They're just like, okay. Somebody else showed up. Oh, crap. Here, let's give everybody 
better options. Yes. This shows how freaking third world our internet structure is. Okay, let, let's not over... Okay, so it's not third world, but it is very... So, not where it's supposed to be. Can we agree so on that not, part? Not for this country. No. I was also speaking of internet access. So there's going to be... Well, the FCC is trying to set up an incentive auction again. For what this time? Well, basically what it was last time, where they would buy back um, TV spectrum. Yeah. And then sell it to mobile broadband providers. Basically what they did for the dig- digital TV transition. Yeah. That was nothing to do with, you know, digital television. It was basically all just to make money off of the spectrum. So they want to do that again. But instead, what they want to do with the free spectrum is to basically create a nationwide network of Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi. Really? Free Wi-Fi? Yes. Across the country? Yes. The FCC wants to do this? Yes. Yes, it does. They're not worried that it's not going to be able to take the load? No. They're not worried that people are going to abuse it? I. This is literally just... The FCC just set this out there as an option for after the incentive auction. I think the FCC is high on something. Which is kind of funny because most of the wireless backbone is put up by people who are making, you know, decent money from wireless internet. Right. Here's here's my question, though, and this isn't even looking at the business aspect of it. This is looking at just the, the user side of it. Would you use internet provided by the government? Mm. Yeah, kind of brings a different view to it, doesn't it? But if you mm. see, that's the plus and minus: the fact that okay, you don't have to deal with the Comcasts and the Time Warners and heck, even the AT and T and Verizons—the stuff where they're giving you less options and charging you more. The government could just put a flat line across the entire. Yeah, but at the same point, when I'm buying from a private company, I know that I have some sort of protection. I have kind of you know, I have a contract with them. Where they will honor my privacy for the most part. Which, you know, you had, what, Egypt shut down the internet? Iran shut down the internet? Yep. The government gives you a free access to the internet. But who it's knows all well if, and good, but what happens when they turn it off? Yeah. Also, who's going to pay for this? Well, that's what they said. They're going to get the money from the auction program. Okay, that's good. That'll last them for the first year. I don't know, some sort of tax or something, probably. I mean, this is not... Heck, they, they changed the... a network is not free. They changed the Universal Service Fund. Okay, not familiar with that. That's the, the your cell phone bill. It's like the 2 or $3 you get charged every month. Oh. The original purpose was to actually give uh, access to landlines out in... The boonies. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of what is it, BFE? That's what the saying is. BFE. I'm not sure. It, no, it's BFG. Is, that's the big freaking gun from Dune. Big fucking gun, but yes. Yeah. BFE slang. Let's see what that actually stands for. Yes, thank you for giving me... Uh, Nothing. Speaking <laughs> of making money. Bumfuck Egypt? What the frick? I don't think that's what you're looking for, Andy. It's supposed to mean in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, BFE. It's supposed to mean in the middle of nowhere, but I didn't know it meant bumfuck Egypt. I'm not sure it actually does. Well, maybe it does. Because According the to Egypt all these... actually is the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I'm looking up the on all the different websites, and they're all giving me the same thing. It's... How did that become... I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. Michael Dell. Creator of Dell Computers, I'm guessing? Uh, Yep. Founder of Dell Computers. Okay. Has been, of late, rather vocally against the direction that Dell has been taken. 
makes sense because it's not been good recently. Right. He he's not been pleased with how the company's been performing and has decided to he this this was rumored like a year ago that he was thinking about this, but he's it's been announced he's decided to take the company private again. It seems almost like a step backwards. Well, because they used to be private. Yeah, I mean, most companies start private and then they go public. But the reason they go public is to make money, right? You go public to raise funding to do something. That's the whole point of selling stock is to kind of you know make a lot of cash really quickly to go and do something. Now it's become a way for a couple people to get really, really rich really, really quickly. But Michael Dell is taking it and he's saying, you know what? This was a mistake. Or it might not have been a mistake at the time, but it's not the right fit for the company right now. The company is too focused on making profits that they can't actually make profit. And this is what happens with private company or with public companies. Because you got to please the shareholders, otherwise they're all going to leave. Yeah, you have to answer to the stockholders. And it's not that they'll leave, it's that they'll force you to leave. Also true. So he is, he's raised funds and he's going to buy back the company. The question becomes, though, is it too little too late? I don't think so. I think he'll actually be able to do this. I think he'll be able to do it. I think he'll be able to turn the company and make it successful again. I think that it's going to be a painful transition. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to lose their jobs. But I think that for the company in general and for computing, it'll actually be good. What do you think? It comes back to the classic argument, is the desktop dead? Because the Dell, you think about it, any public school you go to in the United States, for some odd reason, they've got Dells, right? Yep. We use Dells. Yeah, everybody uses Dells in a business setting. They're good, cheap computers. So the question becomes, though, like, is the drop in Dells that have been sold because of Dells themselves? Or because the desktop is dead? Yes. Well, but even if the desktop is dead, doesn't mean the company has to die. No, because then you can switch, just switch from desktops to laptops or to tablets, tablets. or to whatever the next way. I mean, really, if you're switching to a tablet right now, you're going to fail. Yeah. You need to be a step ahead at this point. You need to be thinking about what comes next. You should be doing research into wearable computing, into ubiquitous computing. Into the Google goggles? Google goggles. Um, or is it glasses? Glasses. Okay. Whatever. Uh, glass, actually. It's Project Glass. You should be looking into things like that. You should be looking at integrating it into your clothing, haptic feedback, things like that. So the computers from Ready Player One. Yep. My computer should be a glove. So we'll see. Uh, It's interesting. It does not happen very frequently that a public company this size gets taken private again. It's very difficult to do. It's very expensive. And we'll see what happens. Let's see. A couple, I think we're we're getting down to the wire. Yeah, we should hit the randoms. Get a, a couple of these others. Tractor beams. Scientists have actually managed on a very micro-micro scale to create a tractor beam, Mm. which is really cool. Uh, Redbox, the Redbox Instant is rumored to be available on the 360 coming up, which means potentially on the Durango as well. And Wine on Android. That should be interesting. Windows apps on an Android phone? Mm Mm-hmm. What apps would you put on your phone? I mean, they're really apps at that point. That's software. What software would you install on your phone, Andy? I don't know, because most of the stuff on my phone already... Because I was thinking like some sort of like Office suite, but I've already got a mobile Office suite that hooks up with Microsoft Office. Uh Uh-huh. So it's not that. I've already got games on there, so it's not that. What else do I use the PC for? I've got a browser on there, so it's not that. Well, why do you even need your computer anymore, Andy? Um, Because I like looking at a screen that's bigger than my hand. Oh, Okay. 
and I think my Android phone uh, using Skype and call burner and everything else at the same time would probably go kaput. Yeah. I don't know. Your phone right now has about the processor that your laptop would have had when we started this. Is there some way of testing comparing the two? Is there some like 3D Mark 06 or something that I could run on both of these too? I don't know. There's got to be. But you don't have the same laptop now that you did when we started recording. No, that one's actually sitting over there. <laughs> it's like, oh no, that one's over in the corner. Way to go, Andy. Well, it works minus the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about setting that up as a, a NAS. Ooh, and just hardwire it in? Yeah. Heck, I don't even need to hardwire it in. I just have it in there. Well, granted, the speed would be a little slower. Yep. But yeah, if I did that, I need a, uh, I need a switch... Because I've already got all four router ports taken up. Yep. Okay. So I'd have to put that into a switch and then expand the rest of them. Yep. Random review? Random review. Oh, side note, um, Twitter got hacked. Yes, it did. Change your Twitter passwords. Yeah, I checked mine, and it seems I had accidentally retweeted something that I did not retweet. Uh-oh. So yeah, I removed that. Yep, I haven't actually looked at mine. So my apologies in case um, you got one of my retweets. That was so not me. (laughs) (laughs) Random review. Random review. It's a show. Television show. Television show? Yep. They still make those? I guess they do. It's on TBS because TBS started playing repeats of the Big Bang Theory, and it took off like a rocket on TBS. Um, So they decided to create their own original programming, and they created King of the Nerds. A reality show. Yes. King of the Nerds. Yes. Which got some pretty significant exposure when a certain webcomic posted about it. It was going around. You don't think so? Well, I knew about it before Penny Arcade talked about it, because we were watching the reruns of Big Bang Theory. And they had previews for it during that? Yes. They know their demographic. Oh, yeah. Which, okay, when I first heard this, I'm like, oh, great. Reality show. About nerds. About nerds. Like, when are they going to bring professional football team out there and have the nerds play football? That's what my thought process was. Really? This was, this, when I first saw this, I thought, oh, crap, we are not going to look good. That they're going to just make fun of the nerds the whole time? Yes. Okay. I have been pleasantly surprised. When I first started watching the show, I was surprised. But the entire time I'm thinking, okay, when is the shoe going to drop? Like, when are they going to, you know, take this out of what they were actually doing and, you know, bring to what I thought was going to happen? Go from King of the Nerds to Revenge of the Nerds. Which, funny you should say, because those are the hosts. Yeah. (laughs) I can't remember the one guy's name, but the other guy's is uh, Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. I can't remember the first guy's... Stuart from Revenge of the Nerds? I think he's Stuart. But as the show has progressed, there have been four episodes so far, and... It's actually enjoyable. Like, they have, a, they have a contest where it was chess. Yeah, careful not to... Re- First off, spoilers. If you haven't been keeping up with the show, we will be probably talking about parts of it that will spoil it. Uh, I will ask Andy, you don't spoil the fourth episode, because I'm selfish and haven't seen it yet. Okay, well, we'll just talk about the first episode, which I thought was ridiculous, was the fact that, okay, so you have a group of nerds, and they had to split themselves up. The only problem is there's an odd number. So what nerd is going to be left out? And I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh, great, that's, that's yeah, 
We had to kick them while we're down because we all remember that time where we always got picked last. Mm-hmm. What was funny, though, was the fact that they pointed out, it's like, you got picked last. There is nothing nerdier than getting picked last. See, Therefore, I you win. disagree with that. Well, yeah, I disagree with the whole thing because who they picked, I really want to leave the show because... Not so good. Okay, there there are arc- I really this is another one of those areas where like if I had infinite time, I'd love to dig in and study this. There are archetypes on a reality show. Yeah, the the heroine, the bad guy, that sort of thing. Right. And one of the archetypes is like the poison, right? And it it's this it's a person whose personality is is so at end with everyone else and can go in there and start manipulating and causing issues. And there are, in fact, two poisons on this show. Yes. And yes, she's one of them. She's one of them. I know who you're talking about for the other. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, yeah, I mean, you're they engineered it so that you'd want her to leave. They've engineered it so that you hate her and that you think that she should be gone. They can do that for anyone. They really can. It's a reality show. It's edited. It's built. It's created. I, I know. I've worked on reality television shows before. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's, it's giving good service to, to nerds and actually showing nerds in a, a positive and respectful light. For the most part, there are still a lot of scenes where they are making fun of nerds. They just aren't laughing at it. Well, okay, what? Give me an example. I'm just curious. A bunch of these obscure references. I, it, it's like watching Big Bang. It really is still like watching Big Bang Theory and having them laugh where the nerd is the joke. They just aren't pointing it out in this case. So the the social awkwardness around cute girls. Yeah, that's, that has happened a couple of times. Right. I mean, it, it's all in there. It's just they're not pointing it out. And a lot of people are seeing it and not catching on to it. And like, oh, this is great. This is showing nerds in such a positive light. No, it, it, it sort of is, but it's sort of not. It's one of those things of you will see what you want to see. If you want to see a show where they're, they're showing all the good things about being a nerd, it's in there. If you want to see a show where they're making fun of these social misfits, it's in there. Okay, some of the things, yes, they were not smart. Like, what was some of the stuff that was going on in the second episode? You're just like, really? Which one was the second episode? The uh, cosplay episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, one team clearly won that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But I I don't know if it's just me being a well-adjusted in human individual. But sometimes I don't see the... I haven't really seen the bad stuff in the episode. I know people have talked about, oh, this is junk. What I actually think about... Well, granted, I can't say because it's the fourth episode. But there's something really annoying. I've talked to Brendan about this because he watches them on Thursdays. I watch them normally on... Uh, Fridays because we're watching Project Runway instead. Okay. What? Nothing. Go on. It's an interesting show. No, it's that's fine. I'm not making fun of you for it. I swear. I'm not a fan of reality shows to begin with, and that might be why I'm looking for all of the the faults of this one. I it's I I don't like the idea that it's it's a setup, and it is. I mean, everything in there is fake. Yeah. Having worked behind the scenes, I understand that point, but then it's right. also, there's some I mean, of the stuff there that they just... It's good television, it's an interesting narrative, and if you take it as a narrative, it's really nice, and it's it's good to watch, but it's fake, and I don't like that they try and display it as real. It, it's not a problem with this show, it's a fundamental issue I have with all reality, reality TV. Reality television, yeah. 
It's kind of interesting, though, watching some of the times where um, having worked on okay, there's a specific example. Um, I was working on. Um, do you remember if you're hearing about the Extreme Couponers show on TLC? Yeah, that's what you worked on. Yeah. Um, in Detroit and almost yes. got shot. I didn't almost get shot. I mean, you filmed in Detroit. I was actually more in Dearborn. Oh, well, OK, then you're fine. Yeah. They just claim that's Detroit because everybody outside of Michigan thinks anything, you know, 100 miles within Detroit is, is Detroit. Is Detroit. <laughs> yep. I work in southeast Michigan. Oh, you work in Detroit. Well, actually, no. No, no, I don't. Okay. Um, there was a whole storyline that was going on during the day, like that I could see just it was just a family problem. And you could tell the producer was trying to get that storyline to advance. But then it didn't, it kind of fizzled out at the end. And you're like, well, now what are we going to do? And then I watched the finished program and you could just see they just kind of glossed over that entire thing and kind of spun it in a different light. And you're like, oh, so that's how they handled that. Like, well, that's not what happened. No, like that's not what happened at all. It made for a decent story. But heck, they even edited the, the day, like what the start and the end of the day were. They kind of moved that all around too to make the story sound better the way that they were doing it. Yep, absolutely. Pay attention to what clothing they wear during the interviews and during the show. Yeah. And you can kind of get an idea of when things happened. Well, sometimes. Sometimes the producer will actually remember what they were wearing and have them change. Hey, can you remember that shirt? Go put that back on. Yeah. We need to reshoot this little mini interview. But I am very curious about how this show ends, King of the Nerds. We'll find out. So I will continue to watch probably for another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven episodes, maybe six episodes. Yep. So I am curious. I do enjoy it. Um, Would you go on? You know, Brendan and I were discussing that actually earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would be quirky enough to go on. Like I said, like, I feel like I am a well-adjusted individual, so I'm not sure. I mean, a couple of them are, too. They're, Andy, they're taking it above and beyond. They're on TV. It's for drama. It's for yeah. excitement. I mean, most of them seem to be pretty well-adjusted. A couple of them aren't. A couple of them are clearly uh, a little off in one way or another. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Yeah, they are. But it is enjoyable. The problem is the fact that it's on TBS. Um, so unless you have cable or satellite, you can't even watch the videos. They, they've posted all the episodes online, but you have to sign in through your cable provider or satellite provider in order to watch them. Yep. So um, unless you want to pirate them, I'm just saying that it's out there. I have not, though, because I have a satellite provider and I've actually have played it legit on this one good for you i'm not saying a word (laughs) so yeah king of the nerds if you enjoy reality tv it's a good show yes if you have issues with reality tv it's a reality tv show yes deal with it so there you go so random topic yes roll the head of time okay this is one of the, I think, last few split random topics. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not sure how many are left. I should have actually checked that before I said that. But anyway, <laughs> random topic. Dave, why no commas? Andy, why no RSS feeds? My guess is the fact that um, Dave has been adamant about not putting comments onto the podcast website. And then um, the other part of it is the fact that I have been adamant about not using RSS feeds to discover information? Would that be the best way of saying that? Consume information, yes. I'd like to point out Andy actually does use RSS feeds. I use, specifically, the only RSS things that I use is iTunes for podcasts. 
That's it. Yes, I know it's an RSS feed because I have taken RSS feeds and thrown them into iTunes, but that's it. Beyond that, most of the information I get are from newsletters and stuff sent to my email address, so it's almost like a pseudo RSS feed. Yeah, I mean, really, it's actually going to probably be using the same material either way. They, they probably just take an RSS feed and then put it into an HTML format and email it to me. Yeah, probably, actually. But yeah, I don't use RSS feeds. I don't have any RSS reader other than iTunes Podcast. We can just put that out there, and that's its own little item. I think they're called catchers. Anyway, yeah, beyond that, I don't use them. Why? I have just been fine doing without them. I mean, you've got other ways to consume information. Now, as far as why there are no comments on the site, we attempted the forum. I've looked into building a comment system into the site, and I had never intended for there to be one in the first place when I was first building the site that we use. So I I didn't really build a system into it that would enable comments. I could add on. It probably wouldn't take too much. But it would take enough that at that point, I might as well just rewrite the site from scratch. Which, granted, we've had the same site since episode... 2008. So that was like episode 60-something. Episode 48 is when we moved sites. Okay. I was like, I could check the RSS feed and figure out exactly when that is, because Dave posted a topic about switching sites. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was in episode 48. Uh... Something around 58 was new site. Something around there, yeah. Yep. For about 250 episodes. The question yeah, is, do we long time. do we really need... What, what do we need in a new site? Comments. Beyond that. Nothing. No, I mean, there, there's actually more that I'd love to get, because I'd love to have uh, the ability to post press releases. I'd love to have the ability to post discussions. I'd love to have the ability to post... Uh, kind of insights more than just our little posts on each episode i'd like to have content that's not based on the episode itself i can't think because the one thing that i said was hey we should have a point there where we can just post links to the website itself yes i would love to have comments on there but beyond that yeah i can't think of anything else that i've wanted on the website we have the episodes right on the front page well, I mean, I asked you, what do you want on the site? And I tried to build it all in there. So I'm pretty sure that almost everything you want on the site is on the site. Yeah, I can't think of anything else at the moment. I am for very comments, careful, though. <laughs> like, Dave, we should have a way to have users submit topics. Okay. Stupid spammers, and now we have to get everybody registered. Yep. I was surprised. How the hell did they even find us? I don't know. No don't one even know posts either. topics, though, so... Well, most of the time, I just get, like, emails or Facebook messages about some topic about suggestions. Topics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, guys, you've already registered. Go post it. Well, some people haven't. Go register and then post it. So, yeah, that's all, that's all I've got on that random topic. Um, all I can think of is to wish everybody a happy Mardi Gras slash Fat Tuesday. Is that this week? That's Tuesday. So, wow. technically, tomorrow, unless you're listening to this on Tuesday, then it's today. And if you're listen- listening to it past Tuesday... What took you so long? (laughs) Well, okay, Dave, it's been fun, and I guess that's a wrap. Okay, well, that's it. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. 
can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>